say thank you for a couple things before I get in the message this morning. One, uh, thank you for the, the flexibility and the patience with the one service thing. Uh, I've been second guessing this decision all week <laughs> because I didn't know if everybody would do it. I, I didn't know if the 11 o'clock would just go, ah, we're out then, you know, <laughs> we don't want to get up early. But uh, it's good to have a full house on, uh, on a holiday weekend. So uh, thank you for, for being flexible there and giving this a shot. Uh, the other is I want to say thank you for your response to, to last Sunday's message. Um, it was, I, I was a bit nervous to preach that because I preached about something last Sunday that preachers aren't supposed to talk about. I talked about politics and the American church. And um, the, the response to that message was, was overwhelmingly positive. And um, I wasn't expecting that. And even those who were kind of a little unsure of some of the stuff I said or maybe quite didn't agree with everything I said, did so in a spirit of love and kindness. And that's the way it ought to be. I mean, that is the way it ought to be. And uh, I pray that we would continue to kind of forge that path forward because that's the way of Jesus. Uh, Love God and love others. That's the way of Jesus, so let's keep doing that. Uh, Today, we totally shift gears. And today, we're in a movie series. And I've been doing this. This is the longest-running series at Murray Hills. I think this is my 13th or 14th year that I've done a movie series. We do it every summer, usually in June or July. And uh, I stole this idea from Craig Groeschel, who's the pastor at uh, Life Church, which is a big mega church. And uh, I saw him doing it, and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And so what we do is I basically recommend movies to you and say, hey, watch this movie before next Sunday. And then we get together and we talk about the movie. So um, my guess is not all of you have seen this movie. That's fine. Our movie today's Togo. But not everybody's seen it. You don't have to watch the movie to get something out of the sermon. So if you watch the movie, you might get a little bit more out of it simply because you've seen the story and maybe some of you saw some of the themes and some of it spoke to you a little bit differently than it spoke to me. But if you haven't seen the movie, that's okay because the way the movie series works is the movie is the jumping off place. The landing place is scripture. So we're still going to get into the word and and you're still, even if you hadn't seen the movie, you're still going to kind of understand what it's about and kind of what scriptures it leads me to. And one of the ways I help do that is I always start with the trailer. So before I uh, talk about the movie, I always show the trailer. And the reason is, A, I love trailers, but B, uh, trailers will help kind of give you a sense of what it's about, even because that's what they're designed to do, is to give you a sense in about two and a half minutes, like, oh, that's what that movie is about. So I'm going to show you the trailer in just a minute, but I want to apologize to our online audience because I do not know what's going to happen in the next minute or two. You may get kicked out. Well, we may get kicked out, but uh, this... The algorithms are getting more and more sophisticated. I'm using free videos from YouTube. I mean, this is a the trailer that's publicly put out there. And we actually buy uh, a license to do movie clips in the services and things like that. But Facebook doesn't always know that, and YouTube doesn't always know that. So if we get kicked off, give it a minute or two, and then sign back in, and Scott will get us back up as quick as we can. All right? So with that being said, in three seconds, you're going to be kicked off. Possibly, maybe not, because here's the trailer for Togo. Show this. Intelligence, stamina, courage, and heart. My business is dogs. He's undersized. He's trouble. 
Well, good afternoon. It's untrainable. Stop that! What does he bring to the breed? The heart of a survivor. He outran every single one of them. He's not a sled dog. He's a lead dog. What we have in our children is an epidemic. The death sentence. They found a cure. Round trip is 600 miles. You see that storm in the horizon? Only one man and one dog can make that run. He's 12 years old. He's too old. He'll never make that distance. Got one more in your pump. My guess is we don't find him till the thaw. All right, Togo. Time for us to find out who we are. I always thought he lived for the sled. When all along, what he lived for. untold true story and you guys know i've been preaching these series long enough you know that i love true stories i love it when the movie ends with the little lines telling what happened to everybody at the end and the real pictures of the real people i love movies like that and um this is one that was not on my radar screen this, one of you recommended it i can't remember who but somebody put it on facebook whenever i asked for movie recommendations somebody said watch that one and um it's a great film it's a dog movie you can't really go wrong with dog movies, although you know you're going to cry at the end because you know what happens at the end of every dog movie. That's not a spoiler. That's, we, we've seen them all. That's not a spoiler. You know what's going to happen. Um, and one of the things that was cool about this movie was all the stuff you saw. Like if you're watching the trailer, I, honestly, when I watched the movie about midway through, I was going, it's a little too much Hollywood here, like him crossing the Norton Sound and the ice cracking all around and the dog jumping over the flow and all that and pulling him back. Like, eh. That all happened. I mean, like, that was a, there was a, Seppala gave an interview and he crossed the Norton Sound and the ice got separated from the, the land and Togo jumped over to the land and actually pulled his, I mean, that, unless we think Seppala's not telling the truth and he was dramatizing it for Hollywood in 1925. But you know, I mean, that, that stuff happened. I mean, it really, it happened the way that it talked about there. And um, the other thing I liked about the movie was there was, uh, well, it was kind of a good old-fashioned movie. I, I'm like, you know what I mean by that? I mean, like, it's, it happens the way you want it to happen at the end. Like, at the end, the heroes win, the good guys win, everything happens. I mean, I, I, I'm loving movies like that where it's not, uh, you know, it, it's got a good, good, good ending to it. But... I love the themes, and you heard some of the themes in the trailer. I'm going to show you another little clip here of the actors talking about what it was that attracted them to the movie because you'll hear more of the themes here. So watch this little clip right here. In the movie, Togo, is based on a true story. It had a lot of elements that are attractive to me. Extreme shooting conditions. The real relationship between 
Man and animal. Man and nature. Here it comes. The most interesting stories come from people that overcame really difficult circumstances. It's one of the greatest untold stories of the 20th century. All right, During the greatest storm of 1925, children in Alaska were dying from diphtheria. All those children, we know them. This one man and his dog sled team tried to bring serum from over 600 miles away. No airplanes can come in. The sea is frozen. So they're traveling hundreds and hundreds of miles in bitter cold through tundra and frozen waterways. Why does this man take this journey? When he's not sure they will survive, he sees a need. The thing that he loves to do can maybe help other people. That's what heroism is. All right, so that little clip almost got me to change directions on the sermon because I don't know if you heard him say the best stories come from people who have overcome difficult circumstances. That that will preach and and there's perseverance sacrifice loyalty helping others uh resiliency all of that uh, is kind of found in the film but what got my most the most attention for me was the very end when it gives the little credits and it tells what happened with the real story and it talks about togo and the number of miles he ran and and you know the his heroic efforts and how togo is kind of the real story the real hero of the story of the 1925 serum run but the dog that got all the credit was Balto. And um, I'd heard of Balto. When they said Balto at the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that dog. Togo, I'd never heard of. And it got me thinking about it. And I'll, I'll tell you the story real quick. And you heard bits and pieces of that. But this is a true story. Nome, Alaska, 1925. There was a diphtheria outbreak. And uh, the only way there, planes are a new technology at the time. Uh, the sea is frozen. Automobiles can't get there. Trains can't get there. The only way is the Iditarod dog trail. And uh, Sepala is the kind of the most famous musher in the area. There's 25 kids who have been exposed to that furia. The mortality rate is near 100%. There's another 50 that are at risk. The only way that they can help save these kids is to get this serum to Nome, Alaska. And the way they do this is they ask Sepala and his, his dog, Togo, who's a 12-year-old Siberian Husky, to lead the effort. It turns into a relay because they decide that, that Sepala can't possibly do all of this by himself. But the conditions are brutal. It's minus 30 degrees. Uh, there's a blizzard. Gale force winds take it to minus 85 degrees. Uh, Togo and Sepala end up running 261 miles and they run the longest and most dangerous part of the journey 261 miles and he got some recognition for it mostly in the area of Nome the dog that got all the recognition was Balto he ran the last 55 miles and the reason he got the recognition was because he was the last dog that showed up in Nome so Balto shows up in Nome and the reporter says what's the name of this dog that led this race and they say Balto and he gets the recognition there's actually a statue built uh, to Balto in Central Park and it was built about six months after uh, this happened and he got a lot of national fame and recognition out of it so like I said I'd heard of Balto Maybe because of that statue, because I've been to Central Park, but I'd not heard of Togo. And that made me think of two quotes 
One is this one right here. A great deal of good can be done if one does not care who gets the credit. Now, that's um, Father Strickland, and there's a ton of different variations of this quote out there, but the, the earliest one was Father Strickland, who was a Jesuit priest. And I thought, well, that makes sense, because the other quote I thought of was, when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And that's the words of Jesus from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, verse 3. And here's the larger teaching here that Jesus does. And you're familiar with this. But Jesus says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. It's a very, very simple concept that's integral to, to the Christian faith. Number one, we're supposed to do good. We Give to the needy, do good works. We can kind of put that. This is, comes in a series of statements where he says, uh, when you pray, don't put on a show about it. When you fast, don't put on a show about it. When you give to the needy or you do good works, don't make a show about it. And, and it's very simple. As Christians, we're called to do good works. We're called to help others. So I, don't, I have no idea what Sepulchre's faith was or anything like that. But that's what we're, as Christians, we're called to say yes when people ask us to assist. So we're, we're called to do good works. But we're also called to do them in the right spirit. To do it in a spirit of humility. To do it in a spirit, not, not to make a big show out of it. And that's the simplest way to, to teach this text right here is when we do good things, we're, we're not called to make a big show out of it. And really, what this is doing is all Jesus is doing is asking us to check our motives. Because I think we misapply this, this teaching a lot. Because um, one of the ways I've heard this teaching applied is, well, all your giving must be anonymous. So if your giving is anonymous, because if, if, if anybody knows that you gave, if anybody knows that you did it, then they're going to strip away your reward. <laughs> or, you know, if you do some good work and somebody finds out about it, you've heard people say this, well... They took your reward away from you, you know, because now, now God's not going to reward you because other people rewarded you. And I'm like, do you know how difficult that is in today's day and age to follow this passage right here? In a day of social media, when you do something good and people find out about it and they put it on social media and there's Christians that, that will watch that, like something good comes on social media and they're like, hmm. Man, I hate that. I stole their reward. You know, <laughs> like, like we, can, we can take this over the top. It's perfectly okay to celebrate good works. It's perfectly okay to celebrate good deeds. What Jesus is talking about is check your motives. Why are you doing it? Why did you do the good deed? What, are you doing this in order to draw attention to yourself? Or are you doing this because your faith calls you to, to be a servant to others? And, and that's all this is about right here. Okay? is just check your motives. Uh, I'm going to give you an example of it. And um, it, like you, you may have seen this, but it's, it's not from the movie. It's an example from right here in this church. Uh, about uh, two months ago, we had a, a step one class, and uh, we were, I was meeting with new members and, and all that kind of stuff. And one of the new members that I met was Gary and Jean Fisher. They actually haven't placed membership yet, but uh, they're, they're close. And uh, at that luncheon they were talking to me and like we're interested in the church and it was good to meet them and all that kind of good stuff and so after it was over they said they wanted to place membership I text them and uh, I got a response back in a day or so that said we'll have to push it back a little bit because we got to go down to Florida and take care of some stuff for some family to come uh, live with us okay 
you know, that, that's, I, and I, I don't even respond to that. You know, like it was, and they, they mentioned Ukrainian family, and I'm like, okay, that's, I, maybe they got family in Ukraine. I have no idea what's going on. That, that was all I heard. That was it. It was, it was done. It was over. Done with. They didn't call any attention to anything else. It was just, hey, we got this little thing going on, and we can't, we can't come right now. This week, uh, Pam Williams, who's in Rotary Club with me, sent an email out to all, everybody in the Rotary Club, and it had a little news clip in it. And she said, have you all seen this story? And um, I clicked the story, and it was Gary and Jean. <laughs> and I found out the story that they didn't tell me in the text. I found out the story of what they'd been up to. And uh, it's a pretty cool little story. I'll show you. Here we go. Path that leads us to the people who change our lives forever. That's certainly the case for a Columbia couple. Their story involves big decisions, family, and the confirmation that good people are all over the world. News Channel 5's Forrest Sanders tells us all about it. These are pictures of uh, Cartagena. There's a lot of churches there. Yeah, it was, it was a great trip. A great vacation deserves a lot of pictures, and Gary and Jean Fisher have got them from a princess cruise in January 2020. There's the canal. Oh, yeah, show the canal. And the great pictures include this one of a young woman they first met working at a jewelry shop on the ship. Elena Lenfineco. This little monkey jumped out her lap and grabbed her water bottle. She took the top off and was giving her drinks of water out of that. The fishers taking this picture led to a friendship with Elena. Hello. Hi. Hi, Elena. Hi. We kind of have a rough seas, so the ship is moving and rocking <laughs> a little bit. It's been since December that Alina has seen her family or their home in Ukraine. Most of us have just seen the images of a war happening more than 5,000 miles away. It's easy to look at a TV and say that's terrible and then turn it off and forget it. To be honest, I kind of stopped being that much into the news because I can't sleep after that. That, that affects me a lot. People are dying, so we really need a big support from everyone. He didn't even ask me. He just said, I was thinking, and I said, yes. I knew what he was going to say. We've been married 47 years. Gary and Jean have just taken in Alina's mother, Valentina, and her little sister, Sophia. Their paperwork says they can live here with the Fishers in Colombia for the next two years. The little girl come up, looked at me and said, thank you. And I knew, knew we did the right thing. We are not wealthy, we are financially healthy, and we are, are we're willing to share it. The father of this family is staying with their farm in Ukraine for now. We okay. love you. But one more person is coming to stay with Gary and Jean. Her plane arrived? I'm assuming this is her. Alina. 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 
I'm happy that, that I'm here. I'm happy that my family is safe. I never expected things like this to happen. For me, it was like a, a fairy tale, no, no more than that. And I really thank you for that monkey to jump on my lap for, for all this story to happen. Hi, Elena. Hello. <laughs> yeah. There is gold people for sure, and I, I, I believe in that. I have proof. <laughs> I'm Boris Sanders, News Channel 5. What a happy story. All right. That, uh, that's a great story. When they sent that, I, I so wanted to show it to you, but then I knew what I was preaching about today. I was like, I can't show that because I'm going to take the reward away. Right? No. Do you, do you see the point? They didn't do it for the recognition of others. So people found out about it, and that's great. People found out about our good works. Let's, let's throw it out there, and let's tell the world, and let's celebrate it, and let's motivate and encourage other people to do good works. But that wasn't their motivation. They didn't even really tell me about it. And I didn't ask their permission to show this today because I wouldn't have got it. And y'all know that saying about better to ask forgiveness than permission. So um, it, they did it for the right motives, the, from a pure heart. And there are people that are doing that. Here's the point that I wanted to make, and I'll quit. There are people that are doing that all around us that we have no idea about because they just quietly serve others. And it's happening throughout this church. It's happening throughout this community. It's happening throughout this nation. Christians that are just quietly going about serving. And they'll never get a statue built to them in Central Park. But they're doing it anyway. And that's what it's about right there. Let me say a word of prayer for us. And uh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention this. I'll close us with this prayer right here. This is next week's movie, uh, Encanto. So, parents, I know you've seen this one. Uh, you've probably seen it 125 different times. But that's what we're going to be talking about. And I'll try to have as many clips as possible ready for the kids. Uh, so, that, that's next week's. But let me pray for us, and this will be our dismissal prayers we leave today. Father, we are thankful um, for the work of your servants. We're thankful for people who are serving in, in numerous ways throughout this church, throughout this city, uh, people that are just going about doing good deeds. And uh, we are all part of the same body, but often the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. We have no idea what's going on with some of our brothers and sisters that are doing these good works. And uh, that's because they're serving simply because of their faith. Their faith is motivating them to do something that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And Father, we're thankful for that. And may we be those people as well. May, may we have eyes open to look around us, to look for opportunities that we may be able to serve other people because that's what your son Jesus has done for us. And it's in his name I pray these things. Amen. All right, we'll see you next Sunday. Oh, normal, normal service times next Sunday, 9.30 and 11 next Sunday. If you are encouraged by today's talk, feel free to share it with your friends. Please also consider rating and subscribing on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more, please visit us online at murrayhills.com.